You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. Today, we've got a special guest. Lisa Lutan is a health and lifestyle coach, the founder of Healthy, Happy, and Hip, an award-winning author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, and a podcast host on The Healthy View. Now, after co-founding a successful tech startup, Lisa collapsed from just years of stress overload. And then using her skills she developed as an entrepreneur, she self-hacked her own mind and body to restore her health and go on to feel better than ever. And now with private coaching and online courses, workshops, and retreats, she's been able to help highly successful hungry go-getters to slow down, chill out, develop better relationships with food and stress, reframe the negative self-talk, investigate habits and triggers, and set strategies for success. Now, Lisa's been featured on numerous publications like the Boston Globe, the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and Better After 50. And she's been a speaker at companies like uh, Kripalu, Canyon Ranch, WGBH, and even Google. And so we're going to turn over to Lisa because she has some gold to share with us today. So let's hear from Lisa. All right, everyone, and welcome. So today we've got a special guest, and she is the the health coach expert and just transforming lots of lives. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Lisa, so you're out in the Boston area. We were just talking about that earlier. And so what made you move from New York to Boston? Are they like uh, the same cities? I mean, I've been to, I went to Boston when I was like 11 years old, so I don't really remember it. I've been to New York when I was like probably, well, like last year. But so yeah, what, what brought you out there? I got tricked to moving to Boston. Uh, my boyfriend said, just move here for one year and then we'll move back to New York. I just got this little thing going. And I was like, oh, I love New York. I don't want to leave. But like <laughs> one year, okay, fine. And I've been here ever since. That's awesome. You know, it's funny where like love takes 30 us. 30 years ago. So <laughs> it's been a long time. That's awesome. Well, tell us your story, Lisa, of how you transformed from being this you know, high level entrepreneur, executive world to becoming a health co- health coach, transforming lives. Yeah, well, so that guy that I moved up here for to Boston, uh, we were in our early 20s at the time and we did this kind of crazy thing. We started a tech company. Now, that's really common right now for people in their 20s, but back then this was like unheard of. We just mm-hmm. didn't have kids doing that. And so we, we didn't have venture money or anything like that we were just bootstrap company and we worked all the time basically 80 hours a week for years and we lived on a lot of crappy food which a lot of people in their 20s do you know there were a lot of times dinner was ben and jerry's fish food ice cream (laughs) in the pint with two spoons and talk about not taking care of myself like i just I don't even remember that I had a body. You know, I just was a worker and that went on for so many years. And long story short is after living this way for a long time and, you know, getting married and having a couple babies and moving, I Mm. collapsed. Mm. I literally 
thought I was having a stroke one day. It was not a pretty picture. And it led to like a major health crisis, an enlightenment, a, oh my God, everything was suddenly not okay. And it was a real dark time in my life. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but it was the first time in my life that I realized I had to start paying attention Mm. to these things, you know, like lifestyle and health and wellness. And that was what eventually led me to become a health and life coach. But it was a slow journey to get there. It wasn't just an overnight thing. So here you are, a mother of two. How old were your kids at the time? So I have three kids now, but at the time, my second was a baby, was just born. And we moved into a house literally weeks. He was, you know, weeks old. And I was exhausted. I was stressed out. I was, you know, taking care of everybody but me. And that's when the event happened. Yeah. Well, so like that's so, so you had, you had two small children, you're, you moved in this new place and now you're trying to figure out what's going on with you. So what were you getting told and were there certain things you were getting told that were just either didn't seem right to you or you felt like there was a better way as you were in that medical model of medications and all that? So that's a great question because that's that question right there really is why I do what I do. And at the time when I had this like stroke-like incident, which thank God was not a stroke, I was rushed to the emergency room and they said, what are your symptoms? And I said, you know, I've lost peripheral vision, I'm having tingles, I'm crying, I'm dizzy, like all these things. And I was, they were very dismissive. They said, oh, you're too young. I was in my early 30s at the time. You're too young to have visual things like that. And you know, it's probably just stress. And they just really minimized the whole thing. And after, you know, six hours, they sent me home. And I said this, I don't understand. Like, I was terrified. I kept having little repeat incidents. And I started going to doctors, I started going to doctor after doctor. And all they ever said to me was take this pill. Mm. Now, this was a long time ago. This was like, you know, 25 years ago. And there wasn't the internet. There wasn't a lot of things. There weren't a lot of, there weren't health coaches that I ever knew of. Yeah. So I would go to doctors and they would prescribe prescriptions and I wouldn't take them because I said, how can I take medicine when I don't even know what's wrong with me? That's huge. And there was nobody who could tell me what was wrong with me. And I, I was so depressed. I was such a mess. It was literally the darkest time in my life. I thought I, I got to like rock bottom because I was, in a really bad way and I, I couldn't really find a way out. That's crazy because, you know, when you think about it, you said that was 25 years ago and really the medical approach hasn't changed at all in 25 years, right? It's still, what's the medication you want to take? What can we give you to cover up this symptom versus the other aspect of that is that things have changed on the other side of things. You know, there's, there's health coaches like yourself. There's more holistic doctors or people that are trying to get a better way, but so many people get sucked in and brainwashed into thinking this is the only way that I can go. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the only way I can go. I have to take these medications. I'm scared. You're, you know, a, a mother. You're trying to just survive. It's a scary time. And a lot of times people just get scared into the situation and don't take the time like you did, which is much harder 25 years ago, like you said, um, to find what you need to do to get the answers and not just take someone else's word for it. That's that's key. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, it is key. And, you know, I, like many women, I did not live near my family. I didn't have a support system. I had been working full time. So I didn't really have this big, you know, network of friends because I was an entrepreneur. I was, you know, head to the, to, what's the, the expression, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And um, I really just did not have a support network. And my husband was working like me even harder. So he was not much of a support back then either. He had nothing really left to give. So I was on my own and I was barely, barely getting by. And finally, after a couple of years of not getting answers and just sinking further and further into this really bad place, I kind of woke up one day and I said, look, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I solve problems. You know, I have to solve this problem. And I said, I'm going to research and I'm going to figure this out. And at, like I said, we didn't have Google. <laughs> Google changed everything. So I went to the library and I started taking out books. And I started reading books and I started interviewing my family members for health histories to start looking at things. Mm. And I started looking at all these prescriptions that doctors were prescribing me and trying to figure out why they were even prescribing them, what it was they were prescribing. And I literally slowly started peeling away layers and solving this mystery of what had happened. And I did eventually, not only did I figure out what had gone wrong, I figured out what all those mystery ailments I had had my entire life that doctors just said, we don't know. And I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, and, and I did it very simply by making simple changes, like paying attention. You know, what am I eating? Am I sleeping? Am I drinking too much caffeine? Am I, what are my thoughts saying? What is this, this? I literally paid attention to everything and experimented with everything and I got better. Yeah. It's amazing. I still yeah. get amazed by it. Yeah, that's awesome. And that, once you go through that transformation and when you've been in a, a dark place like where you were, people don't really understand like how much of a, a struggle and how exuberant you feel when you've gotten to where you are and what's the journey that you've gone through. I mean, my wife went through, uh, some similar things and, and it's just, yeah, exactly this. You don't, you don't know what you don't know. What do you think the biggest struggle, like if you could pick one of the biggest struggles for you, uh, as you were regaining your health, what do you think the one thing was, it was maybe like the biggest obstacle you had to overcome. For me, it was fear of falling back into that hole. You know, I, I was so afraid if I had, you know, with the, one of the symptoms that I would get a lot was like flashing lights around my eye. There was an ocular migraine component mm. in my whole thing, a lot of different little things. And if I got too tired, I was afraid I was going to fall back in. If I got too stressed, I thought I was going to fall back in. Like I was living in fear, almost like PTSD. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing that feeling because I thought I'm just going to fall off that cliff, you know, right back. And it took me a lot of years to realize that I wasn't going to fall back down and that I could spot if, if a warning came, I would say, I hear you. What do I need to do? What do I need to do to be okay and regroup? Absolutely. So now since your biggest f struggle was that fear, what do you think most people's biggest struggles are when it comes to them redirecting their life or their health? You know, I think, I do think there's a lot of fear of change. You know, people hear, oh, I have to start exercising. Oh, I have to eat differently. And they're like, 
Ugh, you know, I'm a, I, I don't want to. I don't want to change. I want to stay where I know. Even if it's not comfortable, I know this place, and that place is very scary to do you, me. Do you ever get the, the, this is one of my favorites, I'm not the exercise type of person. Do you ever- <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. I get, I get, I just don't like it. And I, they go, I'm lazy. And I have, I say, you're not lazy. You're either tired or uninspired. Hmm. And then they go, you know what? You're right. I am really tired. So we go that way. Or, you know what? I am uninspired. I'm like, well, let's find a workout that works for you. There's a million fabulous, like, you can go dance in your boxer shorts. That's okay. And <laughs> you I, have to teach you that one. That sounds like a great one. I like- <laughs> I've gone through those blocks, you know, just that way. Because mm-hmm. people like to say it's inevitable. This is who I am. I'm not going to change. And it's like, that's not true. That's so not true. Absolutely. Now, what was your biggest inspiration or purpose behind your Healthy, Happy, and Hip website and platform that you're doing right now? My biggest inspiration. So ironically, I started my healthy, happy and hip, you know, like social media world before I was even a health coach. I just was uh-huh. loving uh, this. These were the days when Facebook was new and I was loving sharing my thoughts and articles and all this stuff. And I thought my friends are going to hate me. I'm going to set up a, a page, a fan page. And it really caught on. So then shortly thereafter, when I did become a health coach, I'm like, what should I call my business? You know, I already had a page. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess I'll go with that. And um, it's kind of stuck all these years. That's awesome. And so what are some of the ways that you're working with clients now through your website or through the different things you're doing for them to just help them change habits, move in a new direction? Well, I think my favorite way to work with people is private coaching one-on-one, but I've run uh, many groups, local and virtual. I've run online programs with helping people get off sugar or doing elimination diets. I do, um, I've, I do a lot of speaking you know, for people and workshops and retreats. I, I've done it all, but I think my book probably has had the biggest impact of all. The book is called Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, and that's reached mm. way more people. And I have a podcast too called The Healthy View. That's awesome. And so like with your book, for instance, what are you what are you doing in that book to help people is it to help them get unstressed, to help them be unobsessed with their foods? Like what is the direction with that book? Like what was your inspiration behind that? So, well, the inspiration was to help people who couldn't afford private coaching because, you know, that could be a big expense for people to understand my process. And what I try to do is let people know that they're, they are the smartest people when it comes to their own body. And I give them tools to become their own private detective, just like I had to become my detective to figure out the pieces, what went wrong and how to make it right. I give them the tools to do the same thing for them and to understand, like, why am I so busy? Why am I so stressed? Why am I thinking about food all the time? What can I do about that? And it really doesn't even have to be food. It could be wine obsessed. It could be obsessed with anything. It's just that oftentimes we're so busy and stressed that we have voids in our life. Our voids are not, our needs are not being met and we fill those voids with food or alcohol or prescription drugs or anything else. It's really, it's kind of um, a byproduct of this crazy world we're living in. Absolutely. You just pick, pick your advice and everyone has some form of that that they have in their own life. And some people to certain degrees as well, right? I mean, there's a person who's the alcoholic and then there's a person who is the social drinker, but is still sabotaging their life somehow, right? And oh, totally. And I love how you do retreats too, because you have like different 
levels of immersion with people. And I'm sure certain people need different things at different times. And some people just need that little shift in their perspective. You know, it's a two degree rule where sometimes you're just so close to breaking through and making all the changes and getting where you want to be, but it's just getting that shift, that direction. And some people that can happen in, in an instantaneous moment. And some people need a little bit more work with that. So with your retreats, what are those about and what are you focusing on on those retreats? Well, the last couple of years I've been teaching at a, I've, I've been brought into some health and wellness places on there as a teacher. And so there's a place out here on the East Coast called Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. And they, they just bring in lots of people on different topics every weekend, every week type thing. And I've run a program, Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed, where it's really about getting inside and going deeper and understanding what's really going on. Uh, I really try to have people slow down, develop an inner dialogue, and to really get curious and say, what's going on here? It's not like a green smoothie or kale are going to solve your problems, mm-hmm. you know, until you get to know yourself and understand who you are, you know, as a person, as an eater, as a, you know, whatever it is that you are. So that's what I try to get to, like the real juicy stuff. That's key because it all starts with your mindset. You know, if you think you're going to be sick the rest of your life, you will be sick the rest of your life. If you think you are going to get better, then you will probably get better. But a lot of times people think that it is just, hey, what doc, what's the next supplement I can take? What's the next magic berry from the depths of the Amazon that is going to solve all my problems? When really is this reflecting in the mirror and understanding, hey, what is it? Like, is it some emotional trauma you suffered when you were three years old? Is it um, a loss that you had? Uh, I mean, I assume when you're helping people make those changes, is it what percentage maybe, or do you think it is just an emotional component to where they're at? I think everyone has an emotional component. The question is how, you know, how is that emotional component impacting you? You know, we always hear I'm an emotional eater. Well, you know, we're all emotional eaters. (laughs) You know, we all celebrate with food. We all you know, yeah. there's so many different things for that. But I think I think getting rid of this belief system that I can't do that. Like, oh, everyone in my family had a weight issue, so I'm always going to have a weight issue. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, that's a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. There's also um, a deprivation mindset thing that I come across all the time where – you know, if I need, if I want to lose weight, if I want to go start an exercise, even if I want to meditate, it's going to be another half to do that's horrible and that I'm going to dread. And mm. I have never found anybody to be successful when they're in a deprivation mindset. And yeah. so I work with people to flip it around and say, it's not that you have to eat healthy. You get to eat healthy. Yeah. You know, you get to exercise you're an animal in nature. Your body wants to move. Like this is a wonderful thing. This is not something you get punished with. Yeah. And so when we can start even meditation, you get a moment to calm your brain. What a great thing, you know. So I really try to get a lot into the whole mindset with the people that I work with. And most of the time people come for me, come to me for one thing and it turns out their issue is nothing to do with what they thought it was. Yeah, like, hey, Lisa, teach me how to those amazing smoothies that you make. And it's like, oh, wow, actually, I am just self-deprecating myself every day and giving myself negative affirmations. And yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's so awful. Or there's a lot of anxiety. Anxiety is a big thing that is really undermining everything. Um, 
But that's exactly it. I think that we like to think it's an easy thing, but it's it's not. And that's why that's why I like coaching so much because we can have time to start on you know peeling some layers and connecting dots and it's there's no formula. You know, we and this is what I think is so important too, and I'll say this to my clients. I don't know the answer and you don't know the answer, but we can experiment and find the answer. And we might try something and it might work and it might not. And that's okay too. Then we'll try something else because nobody really has all the answers. Well, that's great. Cause that actually leads me to my next question, which is since, you know, there is no magic formula, there's no magic pill. What would be three pieces of advice that you could give someone that is looking to make that jump to, change the trajectory of where their health is headed? I think the first one would be what I mentioned before about get out of that deprivation mindset, you know, and Mm. either see if you can do it on your own or get somebody to help you with this to reframe and look at this as something positive that you're doing for yourself and that this is a gift to yourself. So I think that's number one. Yes. I would say get curious, you know, like, oh, isn't this interesting that I ate a whole bag of Oreos? I wonder why I did it. <laughs> As opposed to like, you know, like take the emotion and the guilt and the shame and the judgment out of it and look mm-hmm. at it and go, isn't that interesting that I never want to go to the gym? I wonder why. Mm-hmm. You know, so curiosity is huge in this whole thing. And I think the last piece, what I would say is baby steps. You know, I'm a big believer mm-hmm that 99% of everything we do is because we've created a habit around it, whether we're aware of it or not. And so we want to create new habits and we want to get rid of other habits. And it takes time. And if we, if it's too much at once, it's overwhelming. But if we go, okay, let's change this little thing and do it for a while, it just becomes a new habit. Mm-hmm. And then you don't think about it. You know, I've been yeah. working out for 35 years or something regularly. I don't go, oh, should I go to the gym? Yeah. It's just something I do. Yeah. I don't question it. And you can take all those things and make them just something you do. That's huge. You know, the baby steps, just one step at a time. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? Just one <laughs> bite at a time, right? So, I like that. <laughs> you know, uh, Lisa, what does a day in the life of Lisa look like? to help keep you from sliding back. You know, that's it's become just automatic for you. But there's probably been some habits that you do on a daily basis that just keep it going, keep the momentum yeah. going. So what are yeah, those things yeah. for you? Like, what does your day look like? Well, I'm very, very protective of my okayness. <laughs> now, let me describe Okay, now. Oh, yes, explain. <laughs> so many women, I think, um, by nature, we're taking care of everyone else. Mm-hmm. And we feel guilty taking care of ourselves. We think that it's selfish to put our needs, you know, up there on the high on the totem pole. And I feel the opposite. If I'm not okay, nobody's okay. My family's not okay. My clients aren't okay. Mm-hmm. So I have to take really good care of myself. And I also can slip into workaholism very easily. It's mm-hmm. in my nature. So I start my day, I have a morning routine, and I have a gratitude journal, I meditate, I tap every day, Um, Mm -hmm. if people don't know what that is, EFT, I then really look at my day, and I'm kind of a productivity geek, and I might say, well, what are the three most important things that I have to get done today, and I, I time block 
my day and I leave one thing that as I'm getting older, I'm getting a little wiser. <laughs> I used to put like 50 things in a day. I'm like, I can't do that. I know that, you know, after, you know, a client session, I need to breathe. I need to give myself just a little space because I'm holding space for someone so powerfully. I give so much in that that when it's over, I need to give myself at least 10 minutes just to breathe. Whereas I never knew that before. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking care of myself all day long. That's awesome. So that's actually a perfect segue because they should go online if you're listening and go to your website, happy or sorry, healthy, happy, and hip.com and get your seven super morning habits. Yeah. So I think that's huge because a lot of times too, people think morning, but really your success for the next day even starts maybe the day before sometimes. And if you can get those seven super habits, I think that's awesome. So make sure you go on there and get those if you're listening. And then the last question I want to finish up with you today, Lisa, I asked this to all my guests. So I'll give you about 30 seconds to give me an awesome answer. Now everyone's is different. Um, but what does reaching your fullest potential mean to you? You know, that's a hard, hard question. That's a good question. Um, and I think that I've been doing a lot of soul searching lately on this question myself because I always thought that it meant one thing. It meant certain levels of what I deemed to be success. And what I've come to recently is that I want work to fit into my life as opposed to life fitting into my work. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. So, so for me at this phase in my life, I love my work. I love what I do. But I need to also live in a way that um, I want to. And I'm allowing myself to. I love it. That's great. So make sure you guys go out and get her book, Busy Stress and Food Obsessed. Uh, make sure you check out our website, healthyhappyandhip.com. Get the, the seven super habits from uh, morning habits from Lisa as well. And Lisa, I'll go ahead and put those links on our podcast and on our resources there so people can get that information from you and reach out to you as well. And thank you so much for being on here today and for changing people's lives. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Have a super day. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.